Good morning, everyone. This month, uh, we opened our church back from the online service back to the offline, or they call in-person service. And uh, one of the we opened this in mid-Feb, and uh, I was very surprised. There was a very unusual request uh, from a lot of uh, our church members. They said, "Let us celebrate." Uh, opening up the church, let us celebrate Valentine's Day. And uh, I was uh, quite uh, baffled because, um, I mean, they can ask, let us do some program for Christmas. Let us do some program for Easter. I can understand. Uh, let us do something for Lent. I can definitely understand. But let us celebrate uh, Valentine's Day. That I was not able to understand at all. So, so uh, I, uh, I agreed, but I said first we will have some kind of a poll, uh, and and because the world was celebrating Valentine's Day, so this is the poll that I had. I'm not able to share anything, but uh, I did a poll in the church. It was on an online poll before we opened offline and said, is it right for Christians to celebrate Valentine's Day? And uh, the options were, no, let's not have anything to do with it. Yes, let's celebrate, but let's not overdo it. And C, let's let's, let's celebrate, but let's make it all about God's true love. And then D, of course, was not sure. I was so, so happy that majority, uh, almost 90% said, yes, we will celebrate, but let's make it an occasion to share God's true love. So this whole month, we were dealing with First Corinthians chapter 13 and the power of love. And... Uh, it was an amazing time. We took three Sundays to do it. It was an amazing time. And some of the things, even as we were dealing with it and discussing it and delving into it, was very deep. I don't want to go into all the things, but we made one questionnaire out of 1 Corinthians uh, 13th chapter, 4th to 7th verses. We made a questionnaire about it. In that questionnaire... Paul talks about, actually, we didn't make the questionnaire. We should be very honest with ourselves. Uh, it was Paul who lists out 15 characteristics of love. And uh, none of those characteristics uh, really um, think, I mean, really look like the love that we talk about. You know very well, C.S. Lewis wrote that very beautiful book where he brought out that there are four kinds of uh, love mentioned there in the Bible. There's eros, which is lustful, sexual, physical love. There is storge, which is uh, relation. I mean, family relationships, that kind of love. And there is philia, which is uh, friendly love. It is one friend to another. And then there is agape, which is God's love. You know that very well. And God's love is unconditional. We know some characteristics of love. And when they asked him, uh, what is the greatest commandment? He talked in Matthew chapter 22. He talked again about love. He said, love the Lord your God with all your strength and with all your mind, with all your soul. And the second is like, namely this, that thou shall love thy, thy neighbor as thyself. Jesus also said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. 
And then he said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. So love comes out as the central thing. And at the end of 1 Corinthians, that last verse, you know very well, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. So uh, that being the case, I just want you to kindly, this Monday morning, just turn your Bibles and open that chapter which I've been talking about. Please open and just put your finger there between fourth to seventh verses. If you don't mind, just do that. A lot of people, even non-Christians, have recognized that the true power lies in love. That love is difficult. Love is not easy. So here, I just want to, to share that questionnaire with you. And I want you to do that questionnaire. And I just sent it to you by WhatsApp, uh, Samson, just to consider if you, oh, you have it there. Exactly. So this questionnaire, I may not expect you to do it right now. Thank you so much, Samson. That was very quick. Uh, I may not expect you to do it now, but I want you to, I know it's a Monday, but take some time. It'll take about half an hour if you're doing it seriously. Take some time and examine yourself how genuine is the love that you have. And you don't have to think of only one person when you're writing this question. Am I loving my father? Am I loving my spouse? Am I loving my kids? It is, do you have love or you don't have love? Because all these characteristics will have to be displayed to anyone. It has to be there. It's either there in you or it's not there in you. Or it's there to a certain degree and not there to a certain degree. So you agree with me? If you agree with me, please put uh, your hands up or a thumbs up or you, uh, you, you. I mean, just write in the chat or, or something like that. You're ready to do. I'm just going to introduce this questionnaire to you. And then you have to do it in your quiet time. Okay, is that okay? I'm just going to read out all these things to you. So number one is, are you patient? So the questioner says, am I patient? In Psalm 40 verse 1, the Lord, uh, the psalmist says, I waited. Waiting is, uh, is a great thing. Patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. In Proverbs 14, 29, it says, whoever is slow to anger has great understanding. But he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. So you're foolish if you don't have patience. Now, did you ever imagine that this could be one of the characteristics of love? There are 15 here, but in the chapter, you can actually derive more characteristics of love. But these 15 are just amazing. Number two, is about your kindness. Are you kind? Thus says the Lord of hosts, Zechariah 7, chapter 9 to 10. And I can even send you all these references. You know, for each of these characteristics, the Bible has a lot to say. Show kindness and mercy one to another. Is kindness there as part of your character? If not, Rate yourself on this scale and see where you are strong in the characteristics of love and where you are weak. You know, the Lord is righteous in all his ways, kind in all his works. Psalm 145 verse 17. Love, characteristic number three, love does not envy. 
and uh, james is my favorite book in the old in the new testament and uh, i feel it is like the proverbs of the new testament in james 3 i'm reading 14 to 16 but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition your in in your hearts do not boast about it or deny the truth such wisdom does not come down from heaven don't have envy and then that leads to the next one love does not boast james talks about that also in the same verse that i just read to you in verse 16 in fact james 4th chapter 16 it says as it is you boast in your arrogance all such boasting is evil but the world says you have to blow your own trumpet or else who else will blow your trumpet no all boasting is evil even subtly you want to draw attention to yourself and put in some information which is actually boasting that is also evil and that is not love number 5 i think it is love is not proud because if you're proud it's a cardinal sin and in james chapter 4 verse 6 it says that god opposes the proud but he gives grace to the humble so if you have pride even your love goes out of the window so love is not proud love does not dishonor others you know sometimes in our businesses and uh, in our workplace sometimes people are so busy dishonoring others you know but it says that we are the ones who have to be the ambassadors and one of the reasons why god has given us that job or god has given us that business is that we have to show love and you can't dishonor people you have to honor everyone in romans 12 chapter 10th verse it says love one another one another with brotherly affection outdo one another in showing honor outdo one another in showing honor that means your competition should be in how much honor you can show others love is not self seeking i'm going on with those 15 characteristics romans chapter 2 verse 8 but those who are self seeking they do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness there will be wrath and fury just by i'm not doing anything i'm just taking care of myself pa nan onnu seyle i didn't do anything else i didn't harm anyone i'm just taking care of myself but self seeking also will invite the wrath of god that's selfishness that's not love in fact the lord says so beautifully you know this matthew 6:33 seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things that you are actually seeking by self seeking will be added unto you but don't seek after that don't be self seeking and then this is very very obvious but it says love does not get angry love is not anger you know in james 1 19 to 20 i'm just going to read that if you have anger you say you know i'm a christian for a long time but i get this temper tantrum sometimes if this happens i just can't bear it james 119 says know this my beloved brothers let every person be quick to listen slow to speak slow to anger 
for the anger of man, James 1.20, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And again, in Ephesians 4.26, it says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. If there's some anger festering, sometimes, I don't know how, but it has happened to me. I should be honest. You know, for days together, your anger remains. And you're planning, your anger makes you plan revenge, you know. Let that not happen. In fact, the next characteristics of love also talks about harboring things in your heart. Matthew 5.44, I'll come to it later, but it says, love does not keep a record of wrongs. Sometimes it's surprised when you're having an argument with your loved ones. And most of the arguments happen with your loved ones, isn't it? You'll dig up facts and minute details. You'll forget all the good things that happened. All the good things that they did for you. And there's some minute wrong things that you'll remember. But love does not keep a record of wrongs. If you have true love, you will not keep a record of wrongs. Love your enemies. Do good and lend expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be good. Matthew 5.44. Love does not revel in evil. You know, anything evil cannot coexist with love. You know that, right? Anything evil cannot coexist with love. Woe to those who call. And you know why I'm saying this? Because we are living in an age where evil things have become really very interesting. And uh, we are being fed with evil ideologies into our mind. We don't realize it because we're spending so much time with Netflix and with, with various other things. We don't realize it. But Isaiah said, it's more than 3,000 years ago, right? He said this, Isaiah 5.20, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. So he recognized that that time itself, that switch was happening. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We are living in that confused age, isn't it? But if you have any kind of interest in evil, any just that slightest interest in evil, again, love disappears. And then it's said very clearly, you know, it's not a battle that is a physical battle. Ephesians 6, 12. I'm coming close to the end of it and I'll close. But we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Next, love rejoices with the truth. Ephesians 6.14 goes on to say, Stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So truth, if you have love in you, you will seek the truth. You'll not like try to cover the truth. You'll not try to distract from the truth. You will worship God also as Jesus, Lord Jesus said to that woman at the well. You know, John 4.24, you will, God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And then these last four, love always protects. You see the love of God in Psalm 91. We read that Psalm so many times during the last 
two years in the pandemic time this psalm became so important you know how god protects abide under the shadow of the almighty he's my refuge and my fortress my god in whom i trust he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler from the deadly pestilence instead of putting snares and traps for one another we will protect people from these traps and our businesses and our workplaces are full of traps and snares not the kind that we put in the forest but the snares that people put lay for each other but we who have love we will protect people from those snares love always trusts yes if not in i know the lord says that you know be wise as serpents but harmless as doves but then if you have love you will know that god is love and you will have trust at least in god that nothing will happen to you and you will you will go around as people who trust it is better to take refuge in the lord than to trust in man that is true trust in the lord with all your heart proverbs 3:5 lean not in your own understanding so love always trust a trusting person will is a very loving person love always hopes proverbs 15:13 may the god of hope fill you with all your joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the holy spirit you may abound in hope and love never gives up love always perseveres that's the last one i'm just going to tell you a little story after this which happened just few days back love always perseveres in galatians 6 chapter 9th verse it says and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up do not give up so these 15 characteristics of love thank you very much samson for sharing this but i just want to say this um there was one particular day you know when i'm very agitated i pray and uh, how i do it is i take a, a walk in a very lonely place and keep pouring out my heart and uh, some close friends at work were actually stabbing me in the back very badly <laughs> it was a spectacle when uh, i mean almost the whole company knew that i was uh, being stabbed in the back by my own team by my very close friends and uh, i was praying and pouring out my heart and one of the sentences i said in my agitation i said god i don't find any love in that place at all and immediately came the answer soft but very confident the answer came back from god saying oh you're looking if you're looking for love you're looking in the wrong place come to me and i'll give you love i'll give you so much love that it'll wash away all your pain your hurt your everything like that and it will overwhelm you because it will overflow from you i will give you love why are you looking for love in your businesses and in your workplace come to me i will give you love that's what the lord says and then he went on to say towards the end of the prayer god continued to speak to me and said no 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 it's your business if you find that there's no love there i placed you there to go and show love one more little story and then i'll close so i gave this questionnaire to a lot of young people in my church they were initially disappointed you're not celebrating like how valentines day uncle but uh, anyway they took this question a one person you know this is a time where a lot of resignations are happening 
one person was very excited that he joined a very prestigious company. He got a better role than before. And it was three days of induction. But uh, the induction time, they were just getting to know each other. 190 people online on Microsoft Teams, they were getting inducted. And then each one had to uh, say something, sing a song or tell something about themselves or tell a joke. And uh, this person was so caught up by this questionnaire. He said, uh, you know, uh, yesterday was Valentine's Day, right? So uh, I'm sure you were all talking about love. Do you know that love has many characteristics? And uh, he took out this questionnaire and he shared it with them. When he told me, I was embarrassed. How can you take this? This is something that we did in the church. But they became very interested. And even the HR lady who was conducting it started making notes. And uh, he read out this 15 characteristics of love. It's very powerful. I just want to request you, find some time today and see how genuine is your love. The greatest of all, the Lord says, now these three remain faith, hope, and love. And the greatest is love. And the reason he says is because faith and hope also are a lot about ourselves. But love is the only thing that it is about others. And uh, that is why love is the greatest. It will remain forever and ever. And when we are in God's presence, we'll know that God himself is love. And love is God. We'll understand that mystery a little more. But as of now, please let us check and test our love. Thank you very much. Loving God, I just want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you mean to us, oh God. Lord, it's something I can't understand, that God is love. And that you want us to have love in us. In us, because by this shall all men know that we are your disciples. If we have love one for another, not just for our family, not just for our Christian brothers and sisters, but for everyone. It's a love. If it is genuine, it can't be contained. I pray for my brothers and sisters. I pray that they would make some time to actually go through this questionnaire and test the quality of their love. I commit them into your care. In your most holy and precious name, I pray. Amen.